fan going in here it's such a hot mess yeah turn it up what mm. they you can't honestly i every time we go and start the show i try and give you an idea of what was happening right beforehand because it's never appropriate Mm-mm, never uh, but today i think we actually reached like new levels oh. We're always um, pushing the envelope. Inappropriateness <laughs> and things that were discussed. But don't you worry, because we have completely inappropriate things that we will be talking about, uh, I believe, in the third segment of this show, possibly the second. Maybe so, the first? Second verse. Same as the first. Should we get it out there right now? Probably hashtag NSFW, just to be safe. Oh, this show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say I mean, so. in general. But yeah. yeah. Um, but first, we could talk about how our long national nightmare is over. Remember when. Oh, thank uh, God. Thank God we can eat romaine lettuce again. You know how many people tossed their salads when the romaine lettuce <laughs> was... Bitch, I told Joe, you the first segment. I was going to say, Joe, now it's safe for you to toss your salad, and you got to it before me. God <laughs> bless America. Yes, mm. the CDC said, safe. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the E. coli from uh, the romaine lettuce. Yeah. And we're down with CDC. <clears throat> yeah, you know me. It was lettuce that had been coming from Arizona, apparently, and now all the stuff that's going to grocery stores and restaurants is from Cali. And, uh, and they're not down with the, uh, the poop lettuce in Cali, so you're fine. Right. Well, in Cali, it's organic poop lettuce. Of course it you is. <laughs> Any, is that organic? Because yeah. otherwise, I'm it's not eating Organic that. poop lettuce from the what? valley. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, and did I already tell you that I, I took a chance? I took a chance on some lettuce at a restaurant <laughs> did, <laughs> before we okay? got the all clear. <laughs> and I am fine. You're living on the edge. I was. It's amazing. I just figured, so where was I? Like Johnny Carabas or one, one of those? Hmm. Uh, them Ta- uh, Tony Brasco. <laughs> right. And I really wanted a Caesar salad. And I thought, you know, this restaurant is not going to take a chance on being sued by people. Like, right. they're not going to put people in that position, right? Right, like, they sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> most likely, if I order it and they serve it, I'm going to be fine. And it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what, just in case when I got home, so I know what the symptoms are. I'm gonna go home and look it up. And apparently, um, it could take three to four days before you see a reaction. So, so I'm going home so like, you got I'm totally home fine. And, then and like, you prepped to have E. coli. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm like, that's this amazing. Clock's ticking, I've got a few more days before mm-hmm. I know whether or not uh, something, checking her will. something's gonna happen Make all sure up in updated. here. Yeah. No, I mean, it did get serious. There were people that died from uh, eating bad lettuce, but I was crazy and stupid and really wanted a salad, so I ate it, which normally I don't give a damn about lettuce or salads, but at that time... Wait, didn't we eat... Didn't we all go out to lunch and eat romaine lettuce, like, Uh, right after the outbreak? We did all all have salad together. That's right. And everybody's okay. okay. Unless it takes, like, a month to gestate. No, I think I said, like, three or four days Hmm. for something to hit you. So, and did anybody think about it when we were eating? No. no. Exactly. When you're eating delicious food, you're like, I don't care what the risks are. It's so good. <laughs> so we were safe to chew that. But the chew itself oh. is gone. Chew. No, there's no chewing going no on. No chew for you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mario Disgusting Batali. He was on the show, The Chew, 
along with fashion personality Clinton Kelly from What Not to Wear previously, mm -hmm. Top Chef competitor Carla Hall, and restaurateur Michael Simon. Mm -hmm. But Batali was the biggest name, the most famous of them all. And uh, he just grosses me out to begin with. Prior to, <laughs> prior to me even knowing all of the sexual harassment and uh, assault allegations that have been thrown at him. Picture him in a UPS suit. Who do you see? Uh, I it's not ringing a bell. Fat bastard. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, him and his Crocs and his greasy ponytail. He was just so impressed with himself the whole time. And there's something that happens when you're when you're a top chef, literally. Mm. You just get this real cocky attitude, where you think that you are the and that. So you think you're the top chef. Uh -huh. That everyone should uh, bow down to you because you can cook the food. And so they fired him when the, just like with the investigation, like mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even done yet. And the Chew was like, <laughs> it was just like, you're done. See you later. Well, you know We're what? daytime TV. Get out. If it, if it weren't for, you know, the food channel, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, cause like people, like people that have like real culinary skills are yeah. now basically like the new brain surgeons, rock right? Rock stars. They're total rock stars, mm -hmm. you know, and not all of them look like Giada. <laughs> you know, some of them look like fat bastards. <laughs> You know what though? If you're a fat chef, that just means that you that you enjoy your food, that you eat your food, you like the food. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not. I don't have a problem. I'm with not that mad at part. a fat chef. It's the greasy ponytail. It's, it is. Oh god. If you're prepping my food. I don't want to see a ponytail or a man bun or grease outside of the fryer. Yeah. Okay? Period. Also, I'm not a big ponytail person to begin with. Mm. But if you're pretty much bald on top, but you're mm. still really trying to rock yeah. that baby ponytail. No, I just come to terms. We're a baseball. Like I do. Right. Oh, um, nothing to see here, folks. He's got yeah. a full head of hair. Yeah, under absolutely. That hat. It's, I've got a quaff under this thing. You pull it out. It's so you couldn't handle the beauty, so that's why he covers mm -hmm. it up. No, it's really, you couldn't handle it's the glare your, either. It's for your safety. Um, so they had already let him go. He was gone. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's been about five months where it's just uh, these three. And they were saying, you know, we're not going to hire a, a new person. This show mm -hmm. is the way it is with the three of us. I thought they were fine. I enjoy the chew. And then, achu, they, they cut it yesterday. They said, no mas. Right. They're just going to do another hour of Good Morning America, which oddly, it's like, Good Morning America, Good Morning America, break, 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 one o'clock third hour of Good Morning America out of nowhere. Right. Well, it's kind of like on NBC, how now that all of NBC, except for the sitcoms, is like today's just the Today Show. It's all it is. It's today like, Show, Judge Show. Right. Soap, <laughs> and then news again. Well, it all tends to be, and the Today Show isn't really the Today Show. It's just like a talk show, like with the logo from today right. on it. Oh, we're going to have Kathy Lee getting slammed on the show today with Oda. <laughs> and we're going to call it the Today Show. She doesn't even know what day it is. She's drunk broads. I don't know. I don't know if this is actually going to be a good idea. Is it just going to be another hour of Michael Strahan? What are they going to put in there? I, hmm. Oh, you'd be interested in that? <laughs> You're a Strahan fan? I don't know. Uh, I, yesterday, we were talking about a guy I'm sure you're a big fan of. Oh, another Michael. Yeah, Michael Rotondo. Oh, Rotondo. He is the 30-year-old man who refuses to move out of his parents' house to the point where... They served him five eviction notices, still didn't move out, and so they took him to court. They sued him. And I had no idea when we were talking about it yesterday that the, the court 
case was actually going to be yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it was in the news. So the court case happened yesterday, and surprise, they found in favor of the parents. So Thank they said, God. hey, 30-year-old guy, get the F out of your parents' house. You're oh, done. Oh, my God. What I love is that, uh, that Michael decided to represent himself in court, which mm -hmm. that always goes well. Right. And he he must he doesn't really have time for a job or doing chores or paying rent or anything. Plenty of time for World of Warcraft though. But he does mm -hmm. have time to shampoo and condition that long luxurious mane oh, that he has fantastic. that he kept flipping during the uh, trial. And <laughs> he was just absolutely aghast that the judge didn't side with him. He's like, but I should have at least six months to get out of there, and that's not no. enough notice. And what are you talking about? And this jerk is going to appeal. Still no. represent himself, but he's going to no. appeal the case. Where are you going to get the money to appeal, dude? Good question. That's what I want to know. And you know what? Here's another thing. If you, I, and I hate to judge, but I'm totally going to judge right now. Judge Judy? He totally looks like you would have envisioned him. When I Googled his name, yeah. Oh, and I clicked on images. Yeah. All these other Michael Rotondos showed up, right? And you're like, oh, that's the like, one that's that him. Out. That's absolutely <laughs> him. Do we have a picture of him? I believe we do, <laughs> but we also have a Skype interview that he did with TMZ. Oh, no. and, uh, and he is just as delusional and self-centered as you might think he would be. So... Here's a little snippet. By the way, um, it's Skype, and then apparently the signal was bad, and so they had to finish the interview over the phone. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's the changeover. But this is Michael Rotondo talking to TMZ. Do you have any kind of a relationship with them? Uh, not, it, it, not really. My, uh, the, the only thing that we really deal with um, now is just uh, the them trying to get me out and and myself saying you know I, I don't think it's really fair that i should have to all of a sudden be without a place to live do you think your parents are good people uh i would i would say no why do you say that well i just think that when you attack someone uh i i uh who's supposed to be you know someone you love it's really you know really uh, Reflects poorly on. I don't. I don't think good people do that. Just punch him in his stupid yeah, face. I do. I just. Oh my oh, god. Look just at that. Bugs me. Do you think he's a virgin? I told. Good question. I'm gonna go with yes. What does the crew think? That's a. Yeah. That's a. Oh, that's like a. That's uh -huh. a three-part unanimous vote <laughs> right. over there. Yeah. I love it. They're all like, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, no hesitation. This, nothing. He is not. He's a little. I'm getting a little weird. Al Yankovic from him on that. But a yeah. Little. I think he, uh, I don't think he's touched any lady parts, but uh, <laughs> I love that he decided to represent himself during right. the case. Like, who's that I see over there? Perry Mason? Right. Allie McBeal? I've got this case. And he is not going to stop. He's still in their house, by the way. They gave the ruling oh. yesterday, and he's still in the house. Yeah. They, I, they will have to actually get someone to physically lift him and shove him out of the house because so, he won't. While we were prepping yesterday, we were talking about this, and my idea is just stop buying stuff. Cut off the Wi-Fi, everything, right? I know, but it's sort of, I get your plan, because uh, if he doesn't have food, and if he doesn't have electricity, if he doesn't have right. Wi-Fi, he probably won't want to live there yeah. anymore. But then I feel bad for the parents no. that they're like living in a bunker, basically. Here's the deal. They... You know, Michael, Mr. Rotondo, rather, you've sealed your fate. When your parents kick it, you're not getting any money. They're donating it oh. to the local PBS station so that... Uh, 
Oh, they'll don't donate to anything as long right. as it doesn't go to him. Yeah, yeah. The, the next time there's like the fun, the pledge drive on PBS, you're going to come to visit your parents because you might be talking and they're going to have like a stack of tote bags in the corner. Yeah. And that's because they donated your inheritance to the PBS station. They're like, oh, we yeah. love Downton Abbey and yes. we love Sesame Street. We're giving all our money to the PBS. Yeah, I hate when uh, they have to have lawsuits. Like, it shouldn't have had to go this far, right. so I consider this a frivolous lawsuit, even though the parents should have every right to kick him out. Right. But then there are other frivolous lawsuits, like this one, coming from Florida. That's not a surprise. Hello, Florida. Uh, two Floridians recently filed a lawsuit against McDonald's, alleging that the fast food giant has forced them to accept and pay for countless pieces of cheese that they didn't ask for. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. When you order your quarter pounder, you say, without cheese. But it's simple. They have to, so here is what their lawsuit says. So yes, they order it without cheese, but it's the same price that the people who get cheese pay, and they feel they should have to pay less. No. First of no, all, they no, claim... No, the cheese is a value add. It's a value add. They, they claim that McDonald's I, used to advertise and sell quarter pounders without cheese, but at some point they removed that from the menu. And so because they are forced to do a special order, they feel that they shouldn't either have to A, pick it off their burger if they no. don't order it that way, or B, pay for cheese that they didn't want in the first place. No. If you can believe this. No, no I do believe it because they're from Florida. Yeah. And besides, if you watch Pulp Fiction, you know that they imply, even in France, they know it's the Royale with cheese, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So That is mm. a tasty burger. Um, this lawsuit is 32 pages long, and they are claiming that McDonald's is in violation of antitrust laws and is unfair and misleading to the public. No. And that the two clients, Joe, suffered. Injury as oh a result of their injury. purchase because oh they were overcharged oh, and were required terrible. to pay for cheese that they did not oh. want and did not receive. Oh my goodness. Injury, Joe oh, Santos. Assault with cheese food. Ay, ay, ay. Terrible. Now we can stay with Florida because it's Florida. And there's another <laughs> bat spit crazy story coming out of there that you found. Did you say bat spit? Yeah. Well, I love that. Instead of saying the, you know, the other one. You can say it. I, we can, but whatever. Uh, you found a story about zombies coming mm, out of Florida. Yes. Just straight zombie attack. Yes. Well, I found it because I felt like listening to the cranberries. Zombie. And then when I Googled zombie, this showed up. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there's an investigation going on in Lake Worth. Um, because somebody sent a municipal zombie alert yes. to a town after a power outage. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Power outage and zombie alert for residents of Lake Worth. There are now far less than 7,380 customers involved due to extreme zombie activity. And if you're a Walking Dead fan, they included Terminus. Oh. Which is what I love. Now, Terminus, because you don't watch The Walking do Dead. Not. You don't mm -hmm. know what Terminus Spoiler I alert. I think it's season seven or season six. They go to this place where all the railroads in Georgia converge okay. called Terminus. And it turns out that they eat people. It's like regular people. That oh, are, they're cannibals. Cannibal. Yeah, That's how yeah. they sustain themselves. Oh. And Tasha Yar lives in Terminus, by are the way. Hey, oh. Yeah. Well they are oh. fine and young. Hey-oh. They are fine and young. Nice. At Terminus. Mm. 
cannibals. Um, so this started be during uh, Hurricane Irma last September. They had an issue with people hacking into their system mm. at the time. And they thought that they had taken care of everything. Oh, of course. Gotten all the bugs out, gotten all the jokey joke things out of the system. Well, which who, who let the bugs out? Who? Who, who, who? And uh, clearly they didn't get everything because there were still alerts in there that somebody could send from somewhere to let all the citizens know that they're about to be attacked by zombies. You know, the thing about data security is no matter how many credit card breaches there are, mm -hmm. no matter how many identities are stolen, people still don't take it seriously. It's like, I'll bet you the password on this system is password. Yeah, I don't know. Or mom. Oh. Or mom123. Is that something, do people use mom as the password? Is that know, it? Just something easy. <laughs> the guy that did this probably just pulled the password out of his, you know, and put it in, and then it said, oh, it kicked it back, and then he went and he probably reset the password and made his own password. <laughs> now, if you were going to prepare for zombies in mm. your house, what would you do? Um, I'd probably lock the doors. They have uh, very bad dexterity. That's true. Yeah. Maybe, like, that's... That's, that's how you do it. That's what they do in Walking Dead. That's it's all like, we need is to just make sure we... Just, did you lock the door? the door. And we're good. Yeah. I don't Maybe the deadbolt. Use the deadbolt and the little chain. You're good. You got a little bit of fire. You got mm -hmm. some firearms. Yeah. But honestly, if you just lock the doors... Yeah, it keeps the zombies zombie right prepared. out. Yeah. <laughs> the fortress it. is... That's for suckers. All you need to do is pull the door shut. You got to watch Walking Dead for this. Half the time there's zombies... Is that literally what they do? They just pull the door shut. They're just like, and a fool you. Carl, Carl had a had a walker and he was in a house and yeah. Carl found this giant thing of pudding and he decided to eat the Jello pudding. Wait, are, are you serious? I'm dead he, serious. He and he, all he did was he pulled the door shut and he climbed onto the roof and he ate his pudding. <laughs> the zombie couldn't get him. That was the whole episode. It's that, Carl eating pudding. No wonder they killed Carl. Hmm? That is a pimp move yes. to just just slowly eat pudding. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like you can't oh, yeah. touch <laughs> zombie apocalypse. I'm eating my pudding, and it was like a can, the can was like this big. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the kind of can you make love with. Well, if you think that mm. pudding is delicious and sexy, wait till we tell you about the sexy Star Wars show. That mm. I don't know if people were asking for this, but it's happening. No. It's happening, and there's a lot of nudity, and we'll explain it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skatetainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for mm -hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to new radio media. 
The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. all night with these little guys um they just showed up we didn't, we didn't know yeah. how it happened but they, they looked like in. they were ready to party and so they've they, got party hats on they are that's ready. how you know they're ready <laughs> they are ready for pop that culture yeah nudity and star wars these two things uh they felt like there was not enough of them in the actual movies right so this burlesque troupe in australia thought let's make a star wars mm -hmm. parody the Empire Strips Back, a burlesque parody. But now it is coming to the States. Oh, yeah, these are the sexy uh, stormtroopers. That's a little, gives you a little idea of where they're going with well, that. It's simple. Do the math. A huge proportion of Star Wars fans, males. Correct. Uh, males have needs. Oh, okay. Star Wars fans have needs, which are usually stormtroopers and Darth Vader uh -huh. and stuff. Because Princess Leia Bikini... Which is in the show. I mean, that's that's yeah. a given. That's a but gimme. It's a, it's, I didn't it's, it's expect total, the stormtroopers yeah. like this. So yeah. That's well, no, a, that's uh, it's funny at uh, Comic Con the the stormtrooper breastplate literally looks is like that. A, yeah, it's a very popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's coming to California starting May thirty first. The cheeky show shows a lot of cheeks, including these stormtroopers, and they do have the bikini. Um, and then oh, this next one. I think you'll enjoy this the most, mm. Skywalker. Uh, they have a sexy Boba Fett. Oh, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> goes, Look out. Look out! She's <laughs> clearly been working out. Uh -huh. uh, the producer of the show said the actual hardest part was finding the right Chewbacca. Mm. They needed someone who was tall, but also had all the dance training that this show requires. Oh. Because it's not yes. just pretty ladies. I mean, they do yes. have a couple of dudes. They have a Han Solo and a Chewbacca. But um, they are serious about the artistry and the dance of mm. the show. Yes. If you're going to take it off, you have to take it off with yes. artistry. In this show, Vader is the <laughs> Sith Lord of the dance, right? <laughs> you like that? Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Would you want to see the uh, the Star Wars burlesque parody? Oh, absolutely. The Empire Strips just, just Back? Just to check it off that list. <laughs> was, it, was it on your list? It is now. Well, yeah, of course. Now that there's, you know there's about There's wild cards. <laughs> on my list, there's, there's the wild cards. And they this would just be one of them. sneak in and out of nowhere, take it all. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They have done other burlesque parodies. They did uh, Game of Thrones, Kill Bill, The Avengers. But their next parody, Joe is a parody of Ghostbusters called Ghost Busties. Mm. Don't cross the streams. Because you can't have a show without a pun. I wonder what the slime is. Who's Slimer? It's a dude. It's a dude. Of course it's a dude. You. You proud of yourself? Yes. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, you're so feeling like you can't barely breathe. My mom's not watching. Yours is. Well, that's true. Hi. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> Now, and this is probably their favorite break. As I warned you, uh, we've got a lot to get through mm. that uh, kind of goes right along with yeah. what was happening before the show. When you want hard-hitting coverage of 
Anything. of hard-hitting coverage. <laughs> you now, need to tune to Pop That Culture for all the latest in orgy news. Yes! Listen, when you're a hotel, you want to do anything you can to get that good review, to be mm. as accommodating right. to your guests as possible. Uh -huh. But once you find out that they have booked your space to try and break the Guinness World Record for the biggest orgy, mm -hmm. that's when you maybe have to put the brakes yeah. on and yeah it's gonna look like that mm -hmm. once they get down to business well I heard that when they found out that there were a whole bunch of gangbangers checking in they thought it was the Crips and the Bloods oh well but if they thought it was okay because they they made up Crips mm -hmm. and Bloods good but then they found it was orgy people mm -hmm. not orgy people yeah we can't have orgies in our hotel nobody has sex in hotels oh uh, it's I think it's the volume it's the volume oh. the embassy suites in Vegas they were all excited because we have so many people booking mm. rooms at our home. This is amazing. Fantastic. They're booking for this some event called Sin City 8. I don't know, but as long as they're booking rooms, this is fantastic. All these people keep on calling and saying if the beds will accept rubber sheets. What's going on? We don't know, but we'll look into it. Then they found out what Sin City 8 was and that Sin City 8 was supposed to take place uh, in their hotel. Mm. Like, all around their hotel while they're nice. trying to... while they. I would imagine that they would have to have a person from Guinness there, the world uh, record people. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, because the record that they were trying to beat happened in Japan, and it was uh, 500 people, mm. just so you know. That's what they, they were going for, 501, I'm assuming. Right. You know? So there's a philosophical question I have to ask you. Of course. At what point, you know, they have, you know, like there's a regular twosome. So, you know, two people okay. copulating. Yeah, got it. Threesome or a menage. Right. Three people. Mm -hmm. Four people, you know, a foursome. Mm -hmm. Then you can have a fivesome. At what point does that number officially become a gang bang? Do you like to use the term? I feel like gang bang is slightly different than orgy. Is a gang bang different from an orgy? I think so. I don't think we need what to actually to, explain that right what now. What constitutes an orgy versus a gangbang? Yeah, the, yeah. The, oh, Andy knows. Yes, yes, exactly. See, it's a bunch of dudes, one lady. Oh, orgy is everybody with everybody all oh. over the place. Well, then what was the party in Eyes Wide Shut? That was that an was orgy. A, that was an orgy. Yeah. yeah, but they were all coupled up. They were just out in the open. That's an orgy. Yeah. No, I thought like could, no. In an orgy, no. can't you like can't you monkey no. it and swing from tree to tree? Yeah. Oh, you could, yeah. If it's one of those kinds, yeah. Yeah, you. How can... come I'm the one that's least versed in orgies in this room? <laughs> We're as surprised as you are. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Compared to this room, I know nothing about orgies. <laughs> I'm done. Honestly, I'm done. I I thought that you prepped and you are the one who knows the least I... about. It. I, so this whole time, you thought that they were the same thing? I thought that they were just at least in parallel. No. I feel like that person, that like Bill McAllister, who doesn't know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I I'm know. sorry. Well, this hotel reached an agreement with the guests, and they're like, listen, you can still stay here. You just can't have any of your sexy, sexy time orgy stuff happening here. You need to figure out another place. Wait a minute. That's that's stupid. I mean, if I check into a hotel yeah. and I get a suite yeah. and it adjoins another suite yeah. and I want to have a party that doesn't hurt anybody or bother anyone else. It's just a whole bunch of people simultaneously copulating. Okay. What business is it of the hotel? 
It's because they know. I mean, I don't think this was ever going to happen Embassy out in public suites. public spaces. They should go to the Hampton Inn. Because the, then you can have your orgy and get a cookie and an apple oh, those cookies, on the way those out. Those cookies are yes. good. They're, cookies are amazing. Cookies are legit. And then the apple makes you feel better about eating said cookies. Right. Mm -hmm. No, well, so the group found a different place. They will be using the Erotic Heritage Museum, which really is where they should have been having yes. it to begin with, because it's called the Erotic Heritage because Museum. Because we need to be celebrating our erotic heritage. Hey, Michael Rotondo, that's who your parents are giving your inheritance to. The Erotic Heritage yes. Museum? We don't love you anymore, yeah. but we will give it to them. Your dad's getting some Viagra, and we're going to Vegas, and we're going to town. Mm-hmm. Now, you found a thing, and I guess this has been going on for a while, that said that there are YouTubers that are finding a way to get around the no nudity and graphic content rules on mm -hmm. YouTube by making fake diamond ads? Yes, they're making these lo-fi jewelry store advertisements. And so it starts off, and people yeah. legitimately think they're watching a stupid... Right, and then at some point, it turns into softcore porn. And they and they have Genius. not taken them down yet. Doesn't look like it. Really? Doesn't look like it. Oh, the ingenuity I, of the young. I what, is it the young? I would say it's a whole bunch of old dudes doing. Who are it. like, I'm gonna find a way to make like, this happen. Why are we screwing with YouTube? No pun. Why are we screwing with YouTube? But we can just go to RedTube, YouTube, YouTube right. porn, or uh, any of the other things that these guys probably know all about. Not at all. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, I just didn't realize that this was like a. It's been going on for years that they there are these like secret movies, and just just, just know if you search for diamonds, be careful yes. because certain things after a while could pop up. But if uh, dirty diamonds and uh, dirty hotels mm. and dirty Star oh, Wars dirty shows, dirty hose for short. Yes, and dirty Star Wars shows aren't your thing. You can have a fun and lovely and innocent experience. Mm with a cow uh, that is happening now there are uh, cow cuddling experiences that are being mm -hmm. sold as at first they had like the the goat yoga and goat cuddling I think they had mm -hmm. rabbit and cat yoga where people can hang out with animals and now right. the hotness the new hotness is uh, a cow cuddling experience one farm is I selling it for $300 for two people. No. That's insane, first no. of all. There's something very tawdry about that for two people at the right. same time. No, so listen, I, it. they're trying to peddle it like it's not tawdry, but there are some things. First of all, okay, so why would you want to cuddle with a cow? Because they have a body temperature that's slightly higher than ours, mm. and their heartbeat is a little bit lower than um, ours, their poop. heart rate. Yeah. They do. So apparently it's very relaxing to cuddle them and to be around them. So you're talking about full-on spooning a cow. The One Farm advertises a 90-minute session no. for two people where you can pet them, brush them, play with them, and cuddle them and name them Go George. Go to the petting zoo. Right. Go to a kid's birthday party. Well, you'd get kicked out of it really quick if you're... Exactly. You know. Let me just touch yeah. the cow. Hold on, I want to spoon this cow, kids. Here's why I think <laughs> they know that people might take a left turn with these cows is because they're making sure that there's an equine specialist and a licensed counselor on hand while you're doing your cuddling session with the cow. This is just perverse. And I, they, I feel uncomfortable. As you should. And on the website, they explained the opportunity as bringing relaxation, healing, awareness about your body language, 
comfort, mindfulness, no. build assertiveness. No. How do you build assertiveness with a cow? Help overcoming fear, build confidence, lets you be playful, and teaches you to set boundaries. Get a friggin' dog. Right. Have also, a child. was this like a cow Tinder profile? What is happening yeah. with this explanation? Get a, you know what? You can get all this out of getting a job. Get a job. Mm, I, I, jobs do not necessarily make you feel relaxed. Yeah, you, they we'll do. We'll teach you how Please to set boundaries. Totally relaxing. Especially when we're drinking. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I agree. Get a dog. Uh, you know, do date someone. Do some yoga on your own time. Date a yogi. Right. Do whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, leave the cows I, alone. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing when you're I, here's the all thing. up on I your cow, but... Cows fart. True. Well, so do I. Uh, also true. I just don't... It's such a big animal. Oh, you're worried about the actual logistics. Right. Of, well, and then what if it's a bull? Are you a like just bull? leaning on it? Are you like hugging the head of the cow? Are you sitting on the cow? Get a lap dog. I thought get you a rather say, large I thought you were cat. Get a lap dance. Get no. a lap dance while you've got a cow. Exactly. Sexy. This has really gone down. I know it's I, gone downhill, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna stay with really horrible and terrible people and tell you how cheaters do prosper mm. when you play Monopoly. Now they are putting out a version that is just for you, and we'll talk about it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy, and I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Pod Questers, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. This is who? Howie T. Howie T? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. laughing so much. I just he did uh, a gangster song about Monopoly money, <laughs> and he happens to have a license for auto tune. So what? <laughs> oh, Duh. wow! I'm so glad I learned about uh, Howie T today, among the other things that we've been <laughs> laying out there. Did you used to play board games with your family? Used to. Oh, still do. All right. Yeah, I can't we blame played, you on that. Uh, what did we play last night? We played um, uh, Harry Potter Clue. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, and it looks so difficult, so I stopped playing it. <laughs> I just sat there. I just sat there. Like, can't we just go back to like Candyland? Yeah, I'm like, Trumpet. what happened to shoots and ladders? <laughs> when I was little, uh, my big game was Sorry. I used to love to play that with my mom. Mm. Although it really, a lot of these games just bring out the worst in you. Have you ever played the Canadian version? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. But it's I mean, the national with, game. With eh? that game, it's like you're getting somewhere, you're getting somewhere, you're getting somewhere, and then you can take your piece and then knock them back and make them oh, have yeah. to start completely over again. So you're just breeding a-holes with that game. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Uno. Yes. You're playing with people that you care about, and you throw the plus four. Oh, yeah. like the oh, wild. Yeah. You take four wild. You're oh, like, my God. I love you, but I'm totally going to yeah. screw you over in this game. Hmm. Exactly. No, there. I mean... I guess it wasn't really, you weren't mean in the game of life, but so many of them that we played when we were kids were just set up for you to be a complete jerk. And the king of all of those types of games would be Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when you become an early, early property jerk. Mm, absolutely. Especially when you join the 1% and you start putting hotels up on your property. Okay. Oh, yeah. So... The people at Hasbro and with Monopoly said they've been sitting on this research for a long time to find out that 50% uh, of all Monopoly players cheat. 50, 5 hmm. half y'all. Uh, on their taxes? Are cheating. Isn't really cheating? In Monopoly. And so they finally got to the point where they're like, you know what? Instead of leaning away from the cheaters, let's lean into the cheaters. Mm -hmm. And Monopoly will be putting out a very special Cheaters edition this June. Cheaters edition. What can you get away with? Get caught. Get cuffed. They have things in there like identity theft, mm. uh, squatters rule, mm. and price gouging. I love the price gouging. Do you? Is yeah. that your favorite one? Yeah. And to your point about hotels, you know, the other crappy part about Monopoly was that it took like 10 hours to finish one game. No. And so they wanted to make it faster. Mm -hmm. So they don't even have houses in there anymore. They're just, it's just straight to hotels. Straight to commercial. Straight to so hotels. So they basically rezoned your subdivision. <laughs> yes. And put a strip mall in. Like, yes. it just made the place look ugly. Yes. And the traffic got bad. And then all of a sudden, the recession hit. And the strip <laughs> mall's closed, but the building's there. And then there's crack. Jay and Silent Bob are hanging out in front. Ugh. You got it, Joe. Mm. You got it. So, yeah, if you, uh, if you like being a jerk to people that you pretend mm -hmm. to love and you want to play Monopoly, but you want to play special Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon you can play the Cheaters edition of the game. If you would like to play Monopoly with me and you want to have an orgy in my hotel on Boardwalk or Park <laughs> Place, you can have your orgy in my Monopoly hotel all day long. The little dog in the car. Oh, sorry. I, would you just... I, my head's going to explode because you were talking about like an orgy in a hotel and yeah. then you said the little dog. And the little I just... dog. Because there's, the, there's a little dog. The oh, on the piece? Yeah. Driving well, the, the dog's not going to have sex with a top hat. What's the matter with you? My What's God. the matter with me? Jeez. <laughs> exactly. I'm the problem here. Now, uh, 
Monopoly, obviously, the, the, the big point of the game is to be the person who, you know, has the most money mm -hmm. in the end. Yes. That's one of the big cheats in Monopoly is that people will hide money under yes. their leg or, like, up their sleeve. And they're like, oh, look at this. I got extra money. Or, mm -hmm. like, take extra out of the bank or whatever. Or, or if you're the banker and you give everybody their money, you give more to you and less to them. Right. Before the game even starts. Right. But the, the question may have plagued you in real life. How much money does it take to be considered, now specifically in the world of private banking, I guess. Right. How much, what is the line where are you, you are legitimately considered to be rich? One million dollars. No. Nope. Keep going. Ten million. Nope. Fifteen million. No. Twenty million. Twenty-five million. How did they come up with that number? It's so stupid. It's enough to where you can weather a few storms and still have crazy storms. amounts of money. And that is the line where you are legitimately considered to be a rich person if you have $25 million. Banks suck. I know. If you've got, let's put it this way, if you're the kind of person that has like $2 million and you're happy living in a bungalow in Redford, then more power to you, right? Sure. Cost of living is low. You're driving a 1983 Grand Am. Love it. It runs well still. You mm -hmm. change the oil every 3,000 miles. You get your groceries at Aldi. Life <laughs> is good. Come on. Yes. Now, when you have that kind of money, you can do things like rescue the Neko company mm. and Neko wafers. They just had a big bankruptcy auction, and the... Uh, the company went for $18.8 .8 million because someone wanted to make sure that these things didn't go away. And also dum-dum lollipops. But. Oh, well, the dum-dums. If you go to any bank, doctor's office, right. anywhere, there's always a bowl of dum-dums. Something tells me that the Necco wafers are the lost leader in this equation. <laughs> I'm just saying, because isn't that what everybody throws away? When you go trick-or-treating, you get the Necco wafers? Because well, somehow they still make it into those multi-pack bags. I know. Because nobody goes to the store going... I'm going to go get some Neko wafers for all my trick-or-treaters. Apparently they do. No. I So we brought them in and, and tried them here because I couldn't remember what they tasted like. It tastes like antacid. The, kind of. It's a Tums. It's, it's a little Just get bit, Tums. It's slightly better tasting Tums mm. without the actual added benefit of helping your stomach right, if you're not exactly. feeling well for the day. Well, you know what? But, if you're hugging cows, why would you need a Tums? Why? I just don't understand the obsession with the Necco wafers. No. Like other candies and things are like when people were insisting on rescuing Twinkies mm -hmm. and the Hostess products and things of that nature. I get like, that, yes. I get it. I totally uh -huh. get it. But Dum Dums and Neckos, that's just not. If anything uh, with me, it sounds too close to Necro wafers. <laughs> so it's, it seems like it's a candy you might have soil and green, right? Yes. I'm just like. Necco wafers are people. <laughs> they're people. I and that's why it's so totally psychological because they're they're tolerable. When you yeah, when you eat everything in your trick or treat bag, why are people going crazy for something that's tolerable? Like you rescue because, things that you know are what? good in late December, sometimes January. Yeah, when that's all you have left. When you're desperate for candy, and you're desperate for candy, like, your parents won't let you have them. You go into that stash. You push aside the Playboy magazines, and there's a shoebox <laughs> in the back of your closet. And in it are the last of your Halloween candy, and it is Necco wafers. I'm just saying. Just not having it. But or you just go to the medicine cabinet and get some Tums. Pretty much. Yeah. Same difference. 
When you are uh, having your lovely weekends and you're riding around on your fantastic riding mower and mm. spending quality time with your family, oh yeah, it also sounds like you get to do an extreme amount of sleeping in on the weekends. Here's what you know what, Michelle. One of the things that you, I Michelle. love about you. No, I'm dead serious. No, I know you're serious. On Saturday, we have a certain routine, mm -hmm. and there were certain times when the routine on a on a quarterly basis kind of changes a little bit because you know hockey season's over swimming season's ramping up whatever we're, our routine is changing a little bit where michelle will instead of because we're a family that is up and about usually between 5 30 and 6 and what ends up happening is is that kind of drags on you so every yeah. now and then michelle will just tell jonah let daddy sleep and I have these crazy dreams. And when I have these crazy dreams, I know that I'm sleeping in. So I sleep in longer. Then I get up out of bed and it's like 1130. I'm like, ah. And I look at Michelle and Jonah. What did you do? Well, we went grocery shopping, went to breakfast, gave Jonah a bath, did this. I'm like, ah. Well, I'm going to go sleep for a little bit more. And then I'm going to Daddy needs a nap. I need a nap. All the sleep is so tiring. So here's the deal. For a long time when they were doing sleep research, well, obviously they were saying anything under six hours a night is bad for you. If you're mm. doing five hours a night, you're hurting your body, you're doing a disservice, right. you're probably taking years away from your life. It's not, it's a no good. Yeah. And Aren't you glad you worked all those years at morning radio? Oh my God, I'm going to die when I'm like, I, what, I've got like two years left. Well, what, hold on, sidebar. What time did you get up to prep? I would get up at 2.45. Oh, well, that's just, that's insane. No, I think the earliest I ever set my alarm was 3.30. You maniac. You're like a partier. Oh, my goodness. I'm so crazy. I've got so much time. Well, I set it for 2.45. And then, yeah, and then you I'd got snooze. up at like 4. No, I didn't get up that. No, 4 is like, oh, my God, I'm late. Yeah. Yeah, like, holy crap, I'm late if you're up at 4 <laughs> working in morning radio. Waking up prior to 5 a.m. for anybody is just cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. It's not cool. Not cool. So yeah, I'm sure that I've done extreme amounts of damage to my body over the year because just getting no sleep over the years. But um, some people would try and make up for that sleep if they couldn't sleep during the week mm. on the weekends. And I had always heard in the research that that you can't once it once you've already had the the loss that of cycle. Sleep, yeah. You can't you can't make up for it. Mm. You can't make it better just by sleeping longer on another day. Well, guess what? New sleep research says, yes, you can. I love these research. I love it when research tells me what I want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> when, they just, when they flip what? on you. Coffee makes you live longer? Yeah. yeah. Drinking beer? Woo. Wine helps you with all your yeah. diseases. Drink Keep it eating up. that bacon-wrapped steak. It's good for you. Eat chocolate every day. Ooh. Look out. Yummy and tons of self-pleasure. Makes you live longer. Wow. Uh, probably you know what? Let's change that, that for the, the archive. Who's, who's in charge of that? Oh, we can't? Is it, I don't... Uh, okay. Nope, I think that's going to stay in there. But yeah, new, a new research study says that yes, um, if you are getting uh, you know, lower amounts of sleep during the week, if you sleep in hard on the weekends, that mm. can actually help you as far as um, taking care of your body and right. less risk of taking years off of your life. Right. And uh, you know, I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll buy it for two dollars. Will you? Because sometimes you feel like the only time you can get a quality sleep is when you don't really have to be up for anything, right? <laughs> exactly. What is the longest that you've actually ever slept? 
So actually, it was recently. We went right, actually, right before we started Pop That Culture. You were like, we went to Tucson. I got a lot of stuff to do. Right. I'm just gonna Rip Van Winkle this until we, I actually start we went the show. To, we went to Tucson, mm -hmm. and my in-laws have this beautiful home. It's in the middle of the desert, so the mm -hmm. nights are very quiet. There's tons of stars, and we'd been flying all day. We had Jonah with us. Michelle wanted to catch up with her parents. It was super duper quiet. And we got there, and I slept. And Michelle did her thing where she let me sleep. And then I wake an up. Angel. That's because she doesn't have to deal with me well, when I'm sleeping. She's, like, I she's not with stupid. One, she's like, I only have to deal with one child at right. a time. Just Jonah, she's not like, Joe anymore. She's like, you know what? If I won't hear any farts at all for the next five <laughs> hours. Let them. That doesn't sleep. mean that they're not going to be flying yeah, out. They'll be under the covers. Little SPDs. I sleep in a Dutch sleep oven. farts. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I wake up because Jonah's like, Daddy, you've been sleeping for 16 hours, and I'm like, wow. Can't we make it 18? Let's make it 18. I was gonna say. I think my record is 14, and that's when I was sick. Was, was that when you got LASIK? 16? Oh, I did yeah. sleep for a long time after I got LASIK. And then I woke up, and I forgot that they had done the patches over my eyes, so I thought I was blind when yeah, I woke up first. I love that story. It was terrifying. Um, also terrifying would be running into the person that you did a really not flattering imitation of on national television, and that happened to a celebrity, and she talked mm. about it on Late Night TV, and we will show that to you next when we get back on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Dave skanking. <laughs> it was. Nice. Let's put some stanky leg on the 
what just happened in here? Uh, <laughs> yes, we are on Pop That Culture. I am Sarah. And I'm Joe. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. And since I always screw it up, I'm not going to tell you where. Just don't. Just figure it out. Yeah, it has something to do with pop, pop and that it's and culture. A logo. Yeah, it's yeah, allegedly right. close to that. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, so I don't know. We're, have you watched any of the, the American Horror Story seasons, the Ryan Murphy show? Uh, I watched the first one. Which is pretty good. Oh, it, yeah? was, it was terrifying. It was. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, wait, who's the guy in the bondage suit? Ah! Excellent question. <laughs> Spock, you're going to die. <laughs> yes, but when doing those shows and those seasons, Ryan Murphy tends to use the same actors over and over mm -hmm. again. One of those actors is an actress named Sarah Paulson, mm. who she, by the way, was a fantastic Marsha Clark in the OJ oh. miniseries that he did. Mm. She nailed it. She was so good. But she has a special talent. Apparently, she's really good at doing celebrity impersonations of like <laughs> other women in Hollywood. And she went on with Jimmy Fallon and did a whole bunch of them, and then actually ran into one of them uh -oh. at, um, at a big party and was terrified. So here is Sarah Paulson talking about her experience with her imitations. Uh, <laughs> last time you were here, I made you do a bunch of impressions. Yeah, we ran did. through them. Uh -huh. uh, uh, can you give me a little, give me a little Holly it Hunter? Was, uh, oh, uh, Jimmy, hi. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Listen, Jimmy, I've been, I haven't been having my own show in a long time. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you run into any of these? Uh... Uh, you know, it's funny because I didn't realize how that could be a, a potentially a big a problem. Yeah, somebody some might people be a don't, little they don't like it. Yeah. yeah, people don't like it. Yeah, uh, I ran into Drew Barrymore and Ellen DeGeneres. Is, that's a really big name. Should, should you want to pick that up? No, yeah, you yeah, dropped okay. a couple. Yeah, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres' is, is, uh, 60th birthday party. <gasps> and Drew Barrymore was there. And yes. all of a sudden I had this, like, white out in terror thinking, like, I did an impression of her on national television. She may hate my guts, but she didn't. No. She, she thought I was okay. She was like, Sarah, that was such a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so, so accurate. It was so accurate. Do you She was so, it was so, I feel super so honored. Sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> That's what she said to you at yeah, Ellen's party. At yeah. Ellen's party. Uh, What's weird is I, I think Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore are good friends. They are. I mean, they, I mean, were they did a movie they together. They were in Fever Pitch together. Yeah, which was a cute one. I yeah. liked it. You make and a rom-com out of baseball, why not? They had to shoot it because of what, with uh, which baseball team was it that, with the bloody sock guy that won after having never won for a million billion years? Was it the, the Red, Red Sox? Sox? Yeah. yeah. So they, <laughs> they had to reshoot the ending because they, they didn't expect him to actually like win oh, the yeah. whole, the World Series, and yeah. then they did. And so then you actually had Drew Barrymore and uh, Jimmy Fallon like running down on the field for scenes in the movie. <laughs> of the uh the real life team but yeah so he's friends with her and he's watching sarah paulson just do like a ripping good imitation of poor drew barrymore and it's funny they really they have really good on-screen chemistry together i mean drew barrymore mm -hmm. and jimmy fallon yeah like when you watch that movie it's believed they're they're falling in love with each other is very believable exactly yes and actually you know what i just saw uh, recently was mm. um i rewatched almost famous Really? And I forgot that Jimmy Fallon was in it. Yeah, he was he plays the manager. manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you totally don't it's another Tom Cruise situation yeah. where you you're like, he seems you're familiar. Like, I don't know what it is. They have the big seventies glasses. Yeah, and he's on got him. a big beard and a big wig on and he's got I mean this... it looks like him, but it's still kind uh -huh. of not him. He did a really good job of being a jerky manager. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I had forgotten that he was in that movie. So I don't know if he'll ever have a really big, long movie career, but uh, he has been in a number of things. What was he? Something was on cable the other day, and he was like, uh, oh, um, Whip It. Whip the it roller derby. Oh, movie. the roller derby. He yeah. was in that? He's the, he's the announcer. Oh, okay. So he just pops up in these movies. <laughs> just randomly. Right. Yeah, well, someone who popped up in a movie, not randomly, they pursued him for quite a while, was uh, Brad Pitt. He has a cameo, and again, I won't 100% ruin it for you, in um, Deadpool 2. But in order to get him, Ryan Reynolds was willing to do anything. He's like, whatever you want, bro. He's like, we'll come to you. You don't have to come. I think they were shooting in Vancouver. He's like, well, mm. if you're in California, we'll shoot where you are. Just shoot it on your iPhone. <laughs> right. Text it to me. Exactly. And Brad Pitt's like, listen, I will work for scale. I won't even take a big amount of money, but there's one thing I want. I want Ryan Reynolds to personally show up when on the day that I'm shooting my bit and bring me my coffee during the thing. <laughs> and so Reynolds is like, done. done. I will bring you your Java. And so when he showed up on the day and handed Brad Pitt coffee, he's like, I was kidding, and I forgot that I said that to you. And Reynolds, Reynolds took it completely seriously <laughs> and showed up with coffee. And he's like, what? I didn't have to fly all the way out here, but he did it anyway. So. Well, the one thing about Brad Pitt is that um, a lot of people handsome. don't read. Well, he's, no, he's hot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> In Fight Club when he was with the nunchucks? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, he, he has a really funny sense of humor. Yeah. All the stuff that he does. Where you're like you're so used to seeing him in these roles where right. they're not comedic roles, and you see him pull this stuff off, and you're like, wow, yeah. he's a funny guy. You know who else is a funny guy? Uh, you know what? I would think it would be Craig Foley. It is he's Craig Foley. Craig Foley cracks my ass up. I mean, oh. every day. Just... When he does his stand-up at Comedy Castle, it's amazing. It's second to none. Yeah, clearly. So if you are ready for that, then you can stick around for the Craig Foley show. But we will be with you again on Pop That Culture tomorrow. See you later. We're only keeping up appearances. Hi.